Well met, fellow adventurers. We are back with Sir Crokington. And now that we have more than 250,000 gold, just which we obtained just by doing the regular quests and selling loot as it came. Wasn't, well, there was a bit of grinding, but that was off-screen and maybe half a dozen times. And there's other times where I could have got gold but didn't. So, anyway, you can easily get enough gold for this without having to go out of your way. Go out of your way and spend a few days just running replayables over and over again until you have the gold you need. Unless, of course, you decide to keep putting money in one of the money sinks, which is, well, okay. Pretty much there's only one wheel money sinks in its the residences. Yes, it's, it's very easy to get enough gold in Swift. Because that because the main plot most of the things that make you better character strip better, you get them by doing quests, not by spending money. Well gold money. The things that make you super powerful, you spend you spend your pounds, your dollars, your euros, your yens, but mostly mostly dollars, because it gets converted into dollars, because that that because that's the only money they accepted. They accept at the GM's local supermarket and uh, paleo den, <laughs> or where, or wherever it is that the GM's. Spends the money he needs so he can survive and stuff. Yeah, that those get the 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 equipment and boosts you can get from from flashing the cash is well above what you can get. You can get from regular play, and that and the stuff you get from regular play is well above what you can get from spending gold with. The one exception, which I will go to now. Anyway, it's in Twithick. Of course, we don't have... And since there's no inter-trading, inter-player economy to worry about, he doesn't have to worry about inflation, so he could just give us money. Give us gold, that is. Game money, not not. Although the ATs are pretty, pretty generously supplied with as well, and again he doesn't have to worry about that as much because there's, there's no inter-player transfer, so you can't just have someone just roll a new character, get your twit, get get your AT, shove it to another character, roll a new character, get some AT, shove it to a new character, and so on, and then no one would ever buy the stuff. But of course, there'll be other things you could buy, but anyway, Twithick. Explore the city, Blade Square. There's a suspicious man, he's going to tell you about Ududra's lair. Buildings that flank the square, Zorlan the Sage. This small building, situated on the southern edge of Blade Square, serves as both the residence and enterprise of a somewhat mysterious man known only as Orlane. Though he claims to be a sage and a scholar, the thin, white-bearded man 
seems to spend most of his time tinkering with small objects of his own invention. According to several rumours you've recently heard, Zorlain is actually a master mage, capable of bestowing powerful battle enchantments on adventurers. For a price, inquire about the enchantments. I've got two splendid enchantments at the moment I can offer you. The first is the enchantment of metal. The second is the enchantment of devastation. Perhaps you'd like to inquire about one of them. What is the enchantment of devastation? It's a very old bit of, very old bit of magic this is, Zorlan. The goblins of the west. Those that tunnelled under the Fedowins. Not the forest critters we call goblins these days. Their warriors made extensive use of a similar enchantment, and it certainly served them well. Well, I suppose it might be goblin in origin, the enchantment I mean. But it isn't goblin magic, it's my magic! Zorlin tells you the enchantment of devastation hope increases the chances of scoring the most favourable outcome in combat. This enchantment will help increase the likelihood of rolling 20s during co- combat. Zorlan's enchantment of devastation has helped score 3,984,781 20s during combat. Whoa, so a lot of people have done a lot of fights with this. It will cost you 80 adventure tokens and 500 gold to have my enchantment laid upon you. Alright. What's the other one? Uh, as, as you have it, says Zorlane, who doesn't seem overly concerned about it, because it's mind you, however, that I may not always be here. There are a great many considerations that need to be raised, but oh, don't let me bother you, my problems. Remember, my friend, not a word to anyone. Of the enchantments, the enchantment of metal. This one is entirely my own enchantment, says Zorlane. Many enchantments, you don't already know are based on ancient goblin magic. Derived from goblin magic, one might say. The origin of this enchantment, however, is far removed from the realm of goblin magic. It is a dependable spell, if ever a spell can be called dependable. Zolan tells you, the enchantment of metal hope decreased the chances of encountering the worst possible outcomes in combat. This this enchantment would help reduce the likelihood of rolling a 1 during combat. Now, that's, always, that's already very unlikely because of my 19 luck. Zorland's enchantment metals. The star prevented 3,718,584 ones from being rolled during combat. It will cost you 70 adventure tokens and 500 gold to have the enchantment to have me lay the enchantment upon you now. now. Even though it's 10 extra 80s, I think the having more 20s would be more useful. Decide against purchasing the enchantment. He says, alright. Alright, let's get the enchantment of devastation. Purchase the enchantment of devastation. Alright, the gold is spent and the 80s are gone. A wise decision, to say the very least, is all I as he accepts your payment and carefully places it inside an iron-banded chest that stands against the far wall. Now, now to the matter of hand, the matter directly before me. The matter is, of course, you and the enchantment you've come seeking. Well, 
And now you have it. Zorline's sudden admission startles you. Your surprised look seems to please him no end. He smiles and pats you on the shoulder. You will feel a slight tingling in a few moments, I should think, he says, placing his hands on his hips and watching you closely. Any moment now. Feel anything yet? For several moments, nothing happens. Then slowly, starting in the pit of your stomach, a mild and slightly unpleasant tingling sensation spreads through your torso and among your limbs. It's all done then, says Zorlane, apparently having detected your momentarily discomfort. I trust you Trust you no worse. Quit good. Please note, you must save your game for the enchantment to take effect. Of course, we know why that's in effect, because if you don't have that, there are people who could take the enchantment, use it to beat something, possibly in... Use it for some advantage, and then not save... But, if you can save, that can't happen. Save your game, okay. Thank you again, my friend. And please remember, not a word to anyone. This is all Lane. As you shape off, off the last of the tingling sensation. The word would get around. More than it already has. I'll soon find my arrangements here to be simply untenable. Thank you. And good day to you. All right. Uh, yeah, okay. You can also look at your... I'm going to save first. Moving to the city gates to save. Now, it appears Zorline has a problem. And we already saw that, but we were saving. So, Blade Square, building, Zorline the Sage. Okay, how about... Let's go look at these statistics first. Asolan, just survey your statistics. Survey your statistics, replies Zorlan. How very meta. Oh, something like that stripe. Now then, I require just a few moments to get my thoughts in order before I embark on such a task. There, that should do it. All set, as it were. Step closer, if you don't mind. Like a good long gander, you step closer to Zorlan. Zorlain studies you closely, his searching gaze wandering over the whole of you, body and gear. Last, with his eye half-closed, the sage tells you he's prepared to reveal to you the results of his audit. Very interesting, he says, his eyes slowly opening to their fullest extent. Quite unique, and perhaps a bit startling, if I may be so bold. With that, the sage provides you with his findings. Your melee, your melee rating, standard point, never reserve survey results are below. Are uh, below. If you make any changes to equip gear, you can request this section to view the updated report. Melee waiting. Your base melee rating is 25. You have a total adjustment of 298. And this seems to be your current maximum melee weighting is three hundred and twenty-three. Your base 
Base MR is 25, 4 from the Phantom Armor, 5 from the Warlord's Helm, 15 from Kyodor's Serpent Wing, 7 from the Holly Pendant, oh, 16 from the Glittering Ice Shield, and it's melting! Well, I better fix that. Also, I've got some stuff to sell. Enhance, let's restore the shield. Well, okay, I'm gonna restore my shield. Gonna leave here. Restore the shield. Then we'll look at the statistics again. It's only 16, 11. Enhance, restore the shield. Repair the shield, 32 experience. It's back. It's back to normal now. My stats have risen. But let's okay. Let's look at our statistics again. Blade Square buildings or lane. Survey statistics. Step closer. Dooby dooby doo. Okay, twenty from the glittering ice shield. Eleven from the blood sky wing. Twelve. 14 from the Twin Moon Bracelet. 15 from the Wing of Joy. 6 from the Oak and Stone Belt. 5 from the web Spiderweb Sleeves. 5 from the Spiderweb Leggings. 14 from the Wed Ed Wing. Four, 11 from the Wed Egg Pendant. 12 from the Wed the Egg Studded Vest. Because, yes, that... That Easter event, a very, very empowering event. So next time there's an Easter event, you should take you should take part in it. And well, it's and even if you don't really have time to finish it, you can, you know, start it and then it'll be ready for when you, when you do have time. A quick stab dagger for seven MR. 14 MR for the Iron Frost Amulet. 6 MR from the Cloak of the Wanderer. 5 MR from Windows Crimson Camp Tabard. 6 from the Dragon Gem Gauntlets. 16 from the Hexahedron of Perpetuity. 3 from the Game Master's, Game Master's Quill. 3 from the Delver's Coin. 2 from the... Two from the Paleo Bread Man, Man Cookie. We got that at Christmas. Four from the Phantom Phantom Weapon. Two from the MR Stats Bonus. Uh, I'm not sure where that is. But I, I, I don't sure, not sure where I got that, but I have it. One for the Travel Wested bonus. Eleven from Permanent MR increases. Alright, let's see. Where could those be from? Permanent MR increases. Hmm, let's see. Well, I've, I've definitely got... Well, I must have got some. Let's see. I got some from that potion in the Fang Hills. And there, there will be others. There will be others. Alright. 11 from the transmuted items MR bonus. 
Well, let's see. I got two of the permanent MR bonus. That was from finishing seven goblins. Pity it doesn't say... Doesn't record where you've got all these permanent MR bonuses from. But I can understand that will probably be a, be a pig. Especially if... Of course, you didn't know you were doing statistics at the time. So you would have no reason to, you know... Add a little way to say... This person has got this particular bonus. I mean, you could, you know, scroll through. You could scroll through. You could go through the all the various thing, the various little variables that make up your character and work it out. But that would take days, and honestly, it's not really worth it. I mean, if the GM had staff, he could get one of them to do it but he doesn't because we're not giving him enough money the goblin totem block block gives you five the weaponry skill bonus gives you eight and the weaponry sub skill bonus gives you 17 and that actually leaves me a bit short of what my current stats are presumably because there's some bonuses I've got which it just didn't figure out it just isn't on this list not sure what they are but there are some for example there's a plus one bonus for having your weaponry and weaponry skill being within five of each other and that's probably Probably really not focused there. And there'll be others. All right, stamina points. Yeah, like the like an item that's not recorded is no way. I didn't didn't know. It's prob yeah, there'll be some things missing. Stamina points, three two eight. Your base stamina points is thirty two. You have a coat total adjustment of two hundred ninety six. Your current standard points is 3 to 8. 32 base, 4 from Phantom Armor, 10 from Warlord's Helm, 10 from the Mossy Warder's Boots, 15 from the Kildra's Serpent Wing, 7 from the Holly Pendant, 13 from the Glittering Ice Shield, 7 for the Blood Sky Wing, 8 from the Twin Moon Bracelet, 7 from the Wing of Joy, 9 from the Oakenstone Belt, 10 for the Spiderweb Sleeves, 10 from the Spiderweb Leggings, 7 from the Wed Egg Wing, yep, those Wed Egg things, always helping out, 11 from the Wed Egg Pendant, 32 from the Egg Studded, studded Vest, and that's about the highest stats of any armour you can get without splashing a lot of cash. I yeah, 14 from the Iron Frog Amulet, 10 from the Cloak of the Wanderer, 8 from Win Windows Cribs and Tabard, 13 from the Dragon Gem Gauntlets, just 5 from the Hexahedron of Perpetuity, because when I was getting all the stats for it, I was... Very much focused on boosting, on boosting melee rating, which 
may well not have been the best choice. Because if you're, once your melee rating gets above what you need to th- make something a 3, it doesn't matter whether it's 1 above that or 100 above that. You don't do any more damage. Uh, 3 from the Game Master's Quill, which is of the... Drawing of the, this is currently a drawing of the Kildra's Serpent Wing, which is just about the best thing for you to draw on it. Three for the Delver's Coin. Two. Two from the Paler Bread Man Cookie. Extra item bonus. Kildra's Serpent Wing. Two SP. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's just have a look at that. Kiara's Serpent Wing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was from Finishing Seven Goblins. The Phantom Weapon, 4 SP. SP Stats Bonus, 3 SP. I'm guessing that's extra SP from having the seven base stats high enough. Something like that. Probably that boosting the body helps with that. Travel Wested bonus of 1. Permanent SP increases of 12. Transmuted items SP bonus of another 12. And the Goblin Totem block provides me with 5. Now, I know I know at least... I know at least... I know where quite most of the permanent SP bonus comes from. Because we, we got 5 from finishing that whole thing with the statue that teleports around. And you got two. You got two from the from the seven goblins. All right, Neville Reserve, ninety-three, base of twenty. If a total adjustment of seventy-three, current maximum Neville Reserve is ninety-three. I suspect so, at some point along the way, what the actual true base is has been lost. The hexahedron of perpetuity, everyone's favourite cube, 8, provides 8. The gem-encrusted disc, gem-encrusted disc provides 2. Wait, doesn't that provide more than just a 2MV? Where is this? Gem-encrusted disc. Yeah, it's got 4 stamina points. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I, I read that, but I forgot about it. Jeremy Crusted Chris plus two, Game Master Game Master's Quill plus two, Paley Bread Man Cookie plus two, The Wisp of Black Mist plus three, Picardra Serpent Wing plus ten, Blood Sky Wing plus three, Wing of Joy plus two, Spider Wegs Sleeve plus one, Spider Weg Leggings plus one, The Egg Studded Vest plus four, the Cloak of the Wanderer, green, doesn't really matter for the stats though, plus two, Travel Wested bonus plus one, and the Bowl of Blood plus five. And that only brings me to 67. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few things that for various reasons just uh, don't come up under this. 
presumably because they happened to our character before 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 the GMU to actually put them before the GMU to have them noted somewhere so they could be recorded in this anyway and that's enough of that now now let's let's go and walk to the actual plot ask Solane if something is wrong Solane seems startled by your inquiry the thin white bearded man from even the both most basic courtesy seems only possible with great effort sighs and smiles I suppose my thoughts are a bit heavy these days he says I wouldn't normally wish to trouble anyone with my problems, but since you're asking... You learn Zolain has recently seen no end of troubles, though he's quick to admit that much of it is his own doing. I've made more than a few bargains I shouldn't have, he says, with some hope with whom I should never become more entangled. It's very distressing, Sir Crokington, and more than that, it's very dangerous. I need to see my way out, out of it all, before too long. Solane tells you that his most pressing troubles are related to a deal he struck with a mage named Tog. As the stage expands on his initial account, you discover that Tog, whose full name is Togma Mavek, is a powerful mage of the Grey Circle. Hailing from Talos, I wonder, is Tog Malek... Somehow tied in, tied in with Glenorus? Hmm. Probably, Glenorus probably at least considered him in the schemes. I guess, guess there's no way to really know. Well, unless, you know, the GM says, no, he isn't, or yes, he is. I'm afraid that I've made more than a few promises to talk. Promises on which I have no hope of delivering, he says ruefully. Even at my wizened age, there are lessons to be learned. I will not again make the same mistake. But I must escape escape this distressing circumstance. I fear what will happen when Tog comes to collect on the debt I owe. Solane pauses and locks eyes with you. If you've a mind to help me, I think I could, could be out from under this great burden. Solane tells you that he hopes to repay his debt to Togmavek by delivering to the powerful mage an ancient Ardivarian staff, the location of which he has just recently discovered. The staff is something in which Tog will most assuredly take a profound interest, he says, as you might expect. It lies in equipped, equipped I've at last been able to locate. A lot in entirely certain the staff is there but I am as certain as anyone could hope to be about such a thing if you could retrieve it for me I'd be forever grateful Zolane says he will pay you 1,000 gold if you bring in the staff oh come on you didn't have to, you didn't have to pay me as an adventurer I get lots of things for free <laughs> you know because of the whole having saved the world a few times over people People tend to be generous. Alright, I'll retrieve the staff. Solane thanks you and seems immensely relieved that you've accepted the task. 
The matter with talk plagues my thoughts both day and night, he says. Your hope is reassuring beyond any measure. Let me tell you where to find the crypt. You play close attention as the sage marks the location of the Avardiant tomb on the map, the Hart Hills. You're somewhat surprised to discover the crypt is located just inside the northern edge of Bentlin Wood. <laughs> We're going there again. We keep keep going back there. When you tell Zorline that you're familiar with the wood, he seems relieved. Finding the location of the tomb should be simple enough then, he says. Take a close look at the spot I've marked. After carefully noting the marked location on Zorline's map, you're confident you'll have no difficulty finding the tomb. To reach the tomb, explore Blentling Wood near Hawklaw. You'll find an entry for the Advarian tomb under previously discovered locations. Although, of course, the discovery in this case wasn't by me, it was by Zorline. And, but admittedly, he just rediscovered it. It was originally discovered by you know, the people who built it, but they're all really, really, really dead. Both regular and on. Zolane thanks you and tells you the staff he's seeking is half wood and half iron, joined in the middle by a thick band of silver. He wishes you luck and tells you to be cautious when you venture into the tomb in search of the staff. With that, you take your leave of the sage, confident that the staff is to be found in the tomb, you will be able to retrieve it. Well, and now we just gotta get there. Alright, southwest, Hart Hills, Bentlin Wood, there we are. There's the Bentlin Wood. We, we'll just we'll just say hi to we'll say hi to Torbic first. Hello, Torbic. Have a good day. Yeah, yes. Just every time you return to Bentley Wood, say hi to Torbic. It'd be rude not to. Unless I, but I'll probably keep, forget to do that next time when I come back to go to the Shadow Glen, or to the Guarded Glade to get something that you need to get at the end of that. Anyway. The Ardevarian Tomb. The fifth place. And I think there are other places here, but we finished them off. Recalling the location shown to you by Zorlane, you make your way through the forest and soon find yourself at the site of the ancient crypt. You're standing before the partially concealed entrance to an ancient Ardavarian tomb. A crumbling arch set into the side of the low, moss-covered wise is nearly impossible to see until you're directly in front of it. A narrow set of stone steps descend into darkness, just beyond the arch. Enter the tomb. With your light source in hand, you step beneath the crumbling arch and cautiously descend into the ancient tomb. You're standing at the base of a steep stair that leads up and out of the tomb. To the east, a broad passage quickly vanishes into the musty gloom. Kind of near the southeast side. The dungeon's twisting around. Going northeast and then west, and here's something. 
The engraved symbol depicting an old horse adorns the centre of this section of the corridor stone floor. A faint blue aura surrounds the strange marking. Step on the engraved symbols. You step onto this symbol and watch as the blue aura that surrounds it momentarily fades. The instant you remove your foot, the aura returns. Alright, maybe I have to find something to put on this. Alright, making my way northwest again, and here's something else. An engraved symbol depicting, depicting a key adorns the centre of this section of the stone, the corridor stone floor. A faint blue aura surrounds the strange marking. Step on the engraved symbol. You step onto the symbol and watch as the blue aura that surrounds it momentarily fades. The instant you move your foot, the aura returns. Alright, bit bit to the southwest. There's another one of those those symbols and auras. This one a fish. Alright. Okay, I've got to a little alcove in the northwest corner. A grand sarcophagus dominates the centre of this broad alcove. The ornate burial box is lidded orange with an engraved scene, depicting a dozen warriors battling a pair of dragons. West upon the raised slab of stone. Okay, I hope all those warriors got their own sarcophagus. Be unfair, only one of them did. Attempt to open the sarcophagus, suddenly. As you step towards the sarcophagus, a deep stump rumbling sound rises in the air. You simply step back and assume a defensive stance as the weighty stone lid atop the burial pot. Box slides to the side. Oh, yep, something's going to come out and try to kill me. It's standard tomb defence. The headless corpse of the man rises silently out of the open sarcophagus. Oh, I'm guessing this guy uh, had a rather bad time fighting the dragon. And he got its head bitten off. And you know, well, yeah, and of course, you can't find the head because, you know, well, well I assume that some of them survived because there was anyone left to bury them. <laughs> yeah. Some of them survived, but you can't... But once something gets into a nat- dragon's stomach, it's gone. Unless it's like raven bone or something. <laughs> the hideous figure, an ancient Ardavarian hero, whose name and deeds are now long forgotten. But there's presumably a dragon slaying in monks there, draws a wasted blade as his decayed feet land softly on the top step of the pedestal. Suddenly, the wizened quartz hurls itself at you. Yeah, well, I did just wake it up, and it was having such a lovely nap. Striking from the top of the pedestal, its sword poised to strike, and its chilling cry from a, from uh, somewhere. How is it making a cry? It doesn't have a mouth! It doesn't have a tongue, but normal undead don't have a tongue, but where's the where's the cry even coming from? Uh. Alright, okay, okay, there's some flesh. This isn't this isn't a skeleton apparently, because it's decayed feet rather than skeletal feet. Hmm. I don't know, is is it is it is it farting out the cry? Begin combat. Wizard Adivarian hero. Well, time to slight it. 
The ancient hero slices at you with his rusted blade. I stab with my non-rusted stabber, and I win. The power of not having, the power of not being rusty. And you know, all those boosts that we just saw, we saw earlier. You've slain your foe. 28 XP. You step back from the remains of the headless undead and quickly check over your equipment. After making certain the corpse isn't going to rise again, you step up and peer into the open sarcophagus. Much to your surprise, the grand burial box is empty. You know, it had a person in it. But you killed him again. Oh well. Suddenly, you're about to step away from the sarcophagus when you suddenly take note of a faint red aura surrounding the bottom of the stone box. You're about to reach in towards the glow when it promptly vanishes. After nearly a minute, when the aura is not reappeared, you cautiously move back from the side of the sarcophagus. The sarcophagus is open and empty. The headless remains of the former occupant lie heaped at the base of the pedestal. We should probably put them back in, I guess. Alright, and it's just a... South of that is something. This engraved symbol depicting a hand adorns the centre of this section of the corridor stone floor. Faint blue ore. Step on the engraved symbol. I step on it. It disappears. But when I step off, it comes back. Faint blue ore. Okay. What about the alcoves just to the south of the first one? You're standing in a small chamber just to the main, just to the west of the corridor's main, tomb's main corridor. Standing in the centre of the womb is a life-size statue of a woed, bearded man. Hmm, probably the staff haver. Carved expression on the statue's face is one of anguish. The statue's broad hands are fit around a long wooden iron staff. You immediately realise you're looking at the very object you've come here to retrieve. Looks as though the staff could be easily removed, although I suspect there'll be complications. Remove the staff. You make several attempts at removing staff, but it refuses to budge. Head back east. Yep, and so on. Engraved symbol depicting a bird adorns the centre of this section of the stone floor. Faint blue aura surrounds the strange marking. Right, and, then, and then there's a little alcove to the southwest. The alcove points south. A grand sarcophagus dominates the centre of this broad alcove. The ornate burial box is lid adorned with an engraved scene depicting a lone warrior kneeling before a mountain. Rests upon a raised slab of stone. Attempt to open the sarcophagus. Suddenly, as you step towards the sarcophagus, a deep, rumbling sound rises into the air. You instinctively step back and assume a defensive stance as the weighty stone lid atop the burial box slides to the side. The headless corpse of a woman rises silently out of the open sarcophagus. The hideous figure, an ancient Dardavarian hero, name and deeds are now long forgotten. Draws draws a rusted blade as her decayed feet land on the top step of the pedestal. Suddenly, the wizened corpse hurls itself at you. Leaping from the top of the pedestal, its sword poised to strike and its chilling cry echoing through the gloom. It's a wizened 
our Devarian hero. The ancient hero sashes you with her rusted blade. Savage blow for 12 damage. Okay. Stabity, stabity, stab. It is slain again. First he got his head bit off. Then thousands of years later it got defeated by... It got stabbed. What a bad time. 38 XP. You step back from the remains of the headless undead and quickly check over your equipment. After making certain the corpse isn't going to rise again, you step back, step up and peer into the open sarcophagus. Much to your surprise, the grand burial box is empty. Suddenly, you're about to step away from the sarcophagus when you suddenly take note of a faint red aura surrounding the bottom of the stone box. You're about to reach in towards the glow when it promptly vanishes. After nearly a minute, when the aura has not returned, you cautiously... You cautiously move back from the side of the sarcophagus. Alright. And then we just see it again. And northeast of that is another one of those glow blue, blue, glowing blue arc markings. It's of a sword. But just, just north of that, you can go into an alcove. Which is just one northwest of the entrance. Because it twists round again. Pretty much in the middle. It's another sarcophagus. Lid adorned with an engraved scene. Depicting a pair of swords. Crossed over a cloven shield. Rests upon the way slab of stone. Open the sarcophagus. Suddenly as you step towards the sarcophagus. A deep rumbling sound. Rises into the air. You instinctively step back. And assume a defensive stance. As the weighty stone lid atop the burial box slides to the side, the headless corpse of a man rises silently out of the oversarcophagus. The hideous figure, an ancient Tardavarian hero, whose name and deeds are now long forgotten, draws a rusted blade as his as his as his decayed feet land softly on the top step of the pedestal. Suddenly, the wizened corpse hurls itself at you. Leaping from the top of the pedestal, sword poised to strike, and its chilling cry echoing through the gloom. It's a wizard, our divine hero. Well, let's sink it down again. Slashes you with the rusted blade, savage blow for 11 damage, and it is slain. Another 38 XP. You step back from the remains of the headless undead, and quickly check over your equipment. After making certain the corpse isn't going to rise again, you know, as corpses sometimes do, you step up and peer into the open sarcophagus. Much to your surprise, the grand burial box is empty. You're about to step away from the sarcophagus when you suddenly take note of a faint red aura surrounding the bottom of the stone box. You're about to reach in towards the glow when it promptly vanishes. After nearly a minute, when the aura is not returned, you cautiously move back from the side of the sarcophagus. Alright. Alright, I've now explored I've now been to every square of this this dungeon. And unfortunately there hasn't been a convenient little message I can find telling me what to do. Can I remove the staff? Nope, not yet. Have to do something with these symbols. Here's one of the bird. Step on the engraved symbol. Changes from blue to red. Let's change them all to red. 
Step on the engraved symbol. Sword goes to red. Fish goes to red. Hand goes red. And it goes back blue. And it goes red again. It's only got two colours. Which means at least there's only so many options. Step onto the engraved symbol. Blue to red. Step on the engraved symbol. Blue to red. Alright. They're all red now. Faints. Okay. Maybe that will let me... Alright. Can I remove the staff now? Yes! The staff slides out of the statue's frozen grip. Now, will the statue come to life and try to kill me? I'll give her about 50-50. 64 experience to, gen to general and the silver banded staff we were looking for. Let's have a look at it. It's a weapon of staff. It doesn't provide any stats. Well... At least yet. Presumably if a master mage were to spend a while studying it, they could presumably find some secrets, powers that it grants. Or maybe it's just, you know, for historical interest. Although I suspect there's more to it than that. A thick band of silver joins the wooden and iron halves. Of the sturdy staff. This is the staff Zorlain asks you to retrieve from the tomb in Bent in Wood. This weapon is of magical quality. Technically, you could keep it. But of course, that means you won't get your gold. And you won't get the far, far more important thing that is unlocked by doing this. You spend, a few mo spend only a few moments examining the staff before tucking it safely Amongst your other belongings. I don't know how you can fit a staff in your belongings. But I'm guessing it's just one of those convenient things that you have when you're an adventurer. You can just easily carry things that are probably about six feet long. And not have them get in the way at all. It's just, just a handy thing you can do. Maybe I just tie it to my horse out back. Eager to return to Trithic and present the staff to Zorline, you promptly exit the chamber and head for the stairs that will lead you up and out of the musty tomb. Okay, let's get. There's nothing more to do here. We've we thought. Oh, a gruesome hit, hiss erupts out of the huts ahead. You instinctively draw yourself into a defensive stance. As a staggering, undead horror emerges from the gloom, bearing with it the overpowering sense of stench, death and decay. The undead guardian, its ancient flesh clinging to its bones and crumbling chunks, again hisses as it raises a rusted blade and moves in to attack the defiler of its long-dead master's crypt. <sighs> well, what sort of master is it? it didn't even give you a sarcophagus, undead guardian. You should unionize. The undead guardian hisses as it slashes at you. I have to fight you, you know, because you're trying to kill me. Not, not, not I don't respect your hard work. 
you've slain your foe. 13 XP. The undead guardian now only a pile of decayed flesh and splintered bone. You promptly set off along the corridor, your eyes scouring the shadows as you make your way out of the tomb. Alright, let's keep let's get out of here. So now undead guard, just gonna quick combat that. Another 13 experience. Apparently they've all been awoken by by me um licking the stuff. Licking the staff. Another undead guardian. There's a lot of these around. You'd been more help if you turned up earlier, but it's too late now. Climb the stairs and leave the tomb, suddenly. You're halfway up the stairs, when a violent tremor runs through your feet. A distant, building rubble from below rises to meet your ears. The ominous sound fills you with dread. Wasting no time, you sprint up the remainder of the steps. Spoink! Spoink, spoink, probably about two leaps. Bursting into the light of the day. Only seconds before the entrance, the tome collapses. A thick cloud of dust follows you into the forest. You turn to find the ancient crypt is now forever buried, you know, unless someone, you know, digs, by the cave-in that came within a whisper of claiming your life. Because those are the two rules. If you have a tomb, you have to have a puzzle. You have to have undead. And it has to collapse once they've stolen the loot. It's the rules. If you ever build a tomb, remember the walls. Remember the tomb walls. Yeah, well, which means, oh, but we can't have undead in our world. So no tomb for you. No tomb for you unless you can get undead. It's the walls. You're just going to have to go in a regular grave. Because you, because you can't have a tomb without undead. It's the walls don't know why it's the walls it just is i don't make the walls i just deduce them yes a massive massive heap of rubble fills the arch and spills out onto the ground before it you narrowly escaped the cave-in that created the impassable pile you know impassable unless you're like a miner or something yes i think they keep forgetting People can dig things out, you know, with like picks and mattocks and a team of incredibly strong, burly men and women. Women can women can quarry in mine too. But but you know, adventurers adventurers don't do that sort of stuff because because they don't really understand problems. That you can't solve with stabbing. You can't stab your way through through a part through a cave in, because it just caves in more. You don't escape the cave in that created the impassable pile. Move away from here. Call off your exploration for now. All right, now let's return this this thing to to Zorline in Twithic. Explore the city, Blade Square, buildings, Zoline. Present the staff. Zoline seems happy to see you. He does his best to smile, and I saw you've been getting along. Present the staff to Zoline. You present the staff to Zoline. 
He smiles as he accepts the ancient Ardavarian object. For a moment, it seems as if he might start to weep, but the white-bearded sage seems to retain. Sage is always in quotation marks, seems to retain control of his emotions as he looks over his staff. You've helped me more than you could ever know, he says. Thank you, Sir Crokington. Selene promptly pays you 1,000 gold, you have promised. Yep, 1,000 extra gold. Just going to add it to the pile. Then, after carefully setting down the staff, he draws out a large tattered book and tells you to open it. As your hand draws near to the book-wagged cover, the weighty tone begins to quiver. Open the book. The instant... The instant you turn back the cover, you're overwhelmed by a powerful sense of wariness. Instinctively, you close the book, but not before the strange sensation is taking its toll. As the last of the strength in your legs departs, you collapse onto the floor in a heap. The last thing you see before everything goes black is the leering face of Zorlain hovering over you. Oh, my stats just win. Your eyes fly open. And you instinctively attempt to regain your feet, only to discover you are no longer on the floor. You're now seated in a chair in the corner of the womb. Zolain is standing directly in front of you, his face bearing an expression of profound relief. I hadn't anticipated the effect the book might have on you, he says. I don't think you bumped your head. Are you feeling all wise otherwise? I think you'll find that book has imparted something to you quite useful. Though I'm afraid I cannot, cannot say what it might be. One simply cannot be certain when it comes to these old books. I have more of those lying about. Perhaps I ought to do something with them. Okay, what it did was it increased my my stamina my stamina points permanently by one. Which is pretty nice. Pretty nice. You feel somehow different, though you're not quite sure how. Yes. That how you feel different, one extra stamina point. Solane thanks you again for retrieving this trap and tells you that he hopes it will end his depth. Debt to Togwigvek? Has his name changed? Togwig's friends are not the sort one would willingly choose to cross, he says. I pray, pray that my dealings with them are now over. You will find the staff to be of great use, I'm sure. You asked Orlane about the staff. Curious to tell you what he may be able to tell you about. Curious to find out what he may be able to tell you about it. I I know only a little. He supposedly possesses some power over the dead. Although I suspect his powers long ago spent. That will not matter to, to Tog. I only hope it is enough to settle our debt. Well, I hope I haven't set up a necromancer. Because I'll probably have to fight him later. You know, he might, you know, do something. Do something devious with that staff. You wish to align well and set off on your way. As you step out into Blade Square, you find yourself pondering the nature of the stage's debt to the spellcaster. And whether or not the staff will prove sufficient to erase it. Yes, I'm also wondering about what... What that what Tog will do with that staff, but I guess we'll just never know. Could just be good old-fashioned scholarly interest, you know. He's got a staff to raise the dead, but he just raises his head and says, "Hey, tell me about your life," and you know, just 
writes it down, doing some good old-fashioned necromantic, necromantic anthropology. 512 experience the general for finishing that little quest. Solan the Sage again. Leave Solan's place. Okay, this... I think I have to save first. Move to the city gates. Yes, yeah, something new has turned up. Visit Zolan in Blaine Square and learn about his wing. It's a very nice wing. That's spoilers, but it is. Blaine Square. Suspicious character. Yep, talking about the dragon Ildra. Yeah, and who I will be fighting at some point. Maybe soon. Not quite decided yet. Explore the buildings that flank the square. Zolan the Sage. Cry about Zolane's enchantments. Cry no further. Wait. Wait, wait a minute. The... I, he says I can visit him and learn about his wing, but then I visit him and, and I don't. Okay, okay, I'm going to pause it while I fight, figure things out. Yeah, I'm not sure what's happening here. The adventurer finder says I should visit Zorlan and ask him about his wing. But I visit Zorlan and he can only talk about his enchantments and his annual statistics. Hmm. What is going on here? Hmm. Seems to have been some sort of glitch. I use another wing? No, no, nothing happens. Well, you know what? I'm gonna ask the GM about this. Ah, the GM has been contacted. If this gets resolved soon, I'll just tack on tack on finding the wing to the end of this episode. So as now I gotta decide what shall the next episode be? Well Well let's just see what's going going down. There's something going on in Hawklaw. But, again, and in the next episode, we'll figure out exactly what that is. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. We have an addition to this. The wing, which I was so hyping up just a while back, it's finally here. I pres either, either the GM responded to my responded to my my message, or it was just randomly turned off for for some reason. Maybe some maybe part of this had to be edited or some such, and now it's been turned back on, just coincidentally. There is indeed, he says, nodding. You've read me well, though I suppose I've done my part to give myself away. 
How would you like to take a gander at the most remarkable wing? Of course I would. <clears throat> Agree to see the wings, all has mentioned. Jalan produces a wooden box from which he removes a platinum <coughs> and silver band. The thick wing is carved to resemble what appears to be the scaled tail of a serpent. I've long called this my wing of Arcania, he says, beaming. It's remarkable, yes, and quite unique. Although I'm loath to say it, it is of little practical use to me. If you are interested in such a thing, I'll consider selling it here. Have a good look at it. Zolain hands you the wing, allowing you to take a closer examination of it. Now, we're just looking at it, we're not taking it, because that would be stealing. It currently has 10 miller waiting, 10 stamina points, and 1 Neville reserve. It provides 1 aura and 1 luck. Which is, which is alright, I guess. Because, well, you have various reasons to have to raise luck. Alright. And let's look, yep. Yeah. This platinum and silver wing, carved to resemble what appears to be a serpent's tail, has long been in possession of the enigmatic figure known as Zola, Zola the Sage, sage in quotation marks. I don't know why, he seems pretty sageish to me. It's pretty sagacious. Each of the wing's default bonuses, 10 MR, 10 SP and 1 MR, and and one Neville Reserve will be augmented by two points for every one one of the following magical disciplines in which you've retained a level of 70 or greater illusion, conjuration, divination or telekinesis so once I get this wing I'm going to quickly level those up to 70 because I want more stats even though I don't particularly need them the maximum obtainable bonuses for this remarkable wing are 18 melee rating, 18 stamina points, and 9 Neville Reserve. And below there's a box. And, and below is a box explaining what we're saying, again, what we've just read. I can politely decline, but I actually am interested in it. Zolan tells you that he's willing to sell the wing, for he warns you the price may may at first seem prohibitive. We can certainly work something out, he says. I'll accept a number of different forms of payment for it. So there's three types of payments. There's 250,000 gold. That's probably the easiest to get. You know, for regular players anyway. There's 1,000 battle markers. I mean, if you've been playing for a long time and have done a lot of multiplayers, you might have 1,000 battle markers just hanging around. Especially if you've traded in a lot of Ardavarian artifacts. And 750 adventure tokens. That's pretty much exclusively for donators. And I don't have that. 
Admittedly, I did. I many people would have had that directly after that eventual appreciation month event where everyone was spinning a wheel. No, but obviously, let's go spend this gold. Down goes my gold. 250,000 gold has been spent. <laughs> that probably took a while to hand over. Uh, here's a chest of gold. 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 And here's a chest of gold. Although that's probably probably kind of hard to figure out how exactly how big 250,000 gold will be since we don't know the size of the denominations uh, in fact what denominations there are for we know there's some very expensive 100,000 gold coins that are made out of pure raven bone or, or star sapphire, or, or some something something really crazy and expensive. Well, you never know. So I'll accept your gold as payment and hand you the ring. I now have the ring of Arcania. We've just read about it, so we don't need to read about it again. Solem thanks you for purchasing the ring. And tells you he's certain it will serve you well. Oh, I'm certain of that too. You're the sort who will make good use of the wing, he says. You won't find another one like that anywhere. Or at least, I'd wager as much. Mind it you don't go leave it lying about, though. On your finger is, is undoubtedly the safest spot for it. Alright, now. Time to boost... Illusion, conjuration, divination, and telekinesis, but first to the city gates. But what are its stats now? Hmm. Maybe if I refresh. Let's get illusion. Let's train some illusion. All right, illusion. Now, right, let's come on. I'm, I'm, I keep forgetting which ones to level. Cause it's so convenient. Okay. Oh. Uh, illusion, conjuration, divination, and telekinesis. But I've got conjuration. Okay, let's get div divination up. That was a few thousand experience, divination. Oh, and telekinesis is already at level 70. Probably because I raised it for something else. Alright, let's equip the wing. It, prob it probably doesn't 
Alright, which one do I remove? The wing of joy? Yeah, time to remove the wing of joy, because that, that's lower in every way. Wedded wing. Hmm. 14.7 versus 15.7. 15.7.2. Yeah, okay, I'm going to remove the red egg wing. What about the blood sky wing? It's 11.11.3. Nah, nah. Nah. The red egg wing's the weakest. The weakest of the four wings I currently have equipped. Solon's wing of Arcania. Yes, and now it stats a ways to, to 1889, which is very nice. Let's just check we've got the phantom things working. Uh, phantom weapon, this is on Tiara's staff, phantom armor. Is on Warlord's Helm. Okay. Hmm. Wonder what have I put? Phantom Armor. Phantom Armor, Phantom Armor. Use this item. Put it on. Solon's Wing of Arcania. Hmm. That gets my luck up, but it drops my agility to set to to eighteen to to eighteen, and my might to nineteen. The studded vest. No, no, no. Let's let's just let's just keep it how it was. Keep it how it was. Keep it, keep it on the Warlord's Helm. And we equip. Where did the... Oh, there it is. There's the quick stab dagger. Alright, with that, with that I have 20 in all the stats. Well, that's of course the current stats, the base stats are still well off by design. Still, very nice, very nice. Anyhow, that's... So, current stats with the quick stab dagger are... 331 manful reserve... 340, 340 stamina points, and 102, three, no, 331 melee rating, 340 stamina points, 201 Neville Reserve, which is pretty much, you're probably never going to run out of Neville Reserve in regular adventures with that amount. 
except perhaps for some of those more except probably when you were clearing out Hawklaw you'd probably run out then but that's about it and probably a few other things but the, the overwhelming majority of time you're not going to run out anyhow that, that's that for now and up next, well, well, the next episode is the stuff happening in Hawklaw. And the next episode of this is stuff happening in Hawklaw. And the next episode that's after this was we submitted will also be stuff happening in Hawklaw. But anyway, until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.